You know what I love in a podcast? Discussions about punctuation. <laughs> <laughs> third law folks are doing where i'll be running a role-playing campaign set in three portlands the provisional name right now is three ports in a storm although that could change before this airs for those of you listening to this off-site i'll try to include a link to our project page on the scp wiki which should clarify a few things if you're confused with that out of the way i'll have everybody introduce themselves with their preferred name and pronouns and give a brief summary of their contributions to the wiki i'll start I'm Matt, I use boring old he-him pronouns, and I write for the wiki under the name Greenwolf. I'm probably best known for my role in creating the Third Law canon and the Three Portland's location of interest, but you might also know me for Maximum League Baseball, which I still maintain is the platonic ideal of what baseball should be. I'll be the game master and producer for this misadventure, which means that you can blame me for this whole thing. It's all my fault. Ty? Hello there. I am Ty Gently, uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am the co-creator of the Third Law Canon and Mobile Task Force Tau-5 Samsara, also the author of Come Down Machine, Like a Sweetheart Space Beacon, and The Internet of Things That Are Wolves. I'll be playing Eustace Rowe, elderly necromancer and former Prometheus Labs researcher. Two. Alright, I am Griffin, also known as Chewbacca on the internet. Uh, uh, My pronouns are they, them. I have written most of the Dear College group of interest, which is part of Three Portlands. Um, And I will be playing Destroy the Cities and Dignities of Man Diaz, a Unitarian Exorcist. And the final member of our group is uh, Tawny, but she does not have a microphone right now, so she'll be using uh, the text chat to communicate, and uh, myself or one of the others will be reading off her lines as necessary. Uh, we're just waiting on her response right now. Uh, we so- are, in essence, her flesh puppets to act out her will. God, why did you have to make it weird immediately? <laughs> People should know what they're in for. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Yeah, someone else do it, please, because I'm bad at... I got it, I got it. Hi, I'm Tawny, she. I don't really write. Sometimes I help actual rookie writers their drafts and concepts. I'll be playing Lacey, who is a dog who can sometimes turn into a person. Yes, okay, so we're going to be using the Fate RPG system. Specifically, we're using the Dresden Files RPG with uh, some of my own, like, homebrew tweaks tacked on. Uh, We're using our own skill list, and we've modified some of the stunts and rules, uh... But mostly we're using it out of the box uh, because it, it actually works pretty well for what we're doing. So without further ado, let's actually get into the game. Um, right. The year is 1995. Just barely. It is December 31st, 1995. And everything sucks. Like, seriously sucks. Uh, the Cold War ended about four years ago and that tanked the like entire 
paranormal economy because a huge amount of it was based on you know providing weapons to the cia and whatever for their you know for the secret war going on alongside the cold war the paranormal arms race as it were so three portlands is in pretty dire straits right now uh the the, the economy is crashed unemployment is through the roof uh you know the, the homelessness poverty every everything you can imagine basically imagine detroit as it currently is but a lot worse so with all of that said the three of you are at a new year's eve party at the foghorn radio station which is three portland's public radio broadcaster you have been invited to the station by alderman stephen mcclure who is trying to turn things around so uh i'd like you all to describe how you arrive at the party and maybe why you think you were invited there um so who wants to start i can start okay eustace Rowe pulls up to the foghorn in a shiny brand new motorbike he gets up dusts off the sleeves of his leather jacket and he looks up at the building he is he is pretty sure that there is some ulterior motive to this invitation as there frequently is for people who uh invite necromancers to social events uh, but he's new to Three Portlands, and he's looking to put down some roots. So he's open to it. Troy, uh, Troy walks from the from the nearest streetcar station. He's uh, he's not really sure why he was invited. I mean, you know, he he did probably he's probably done some miscellaneous exorcism work for the city government. That's probably why this alderman guy knows about his his existence. But uh, he doesn't. He's not really a, a party type, so he's not sure why uh, why he got the invitation. But decided it. You know, it might be fun. Okay. Just just to clarify, do you guys all know what an alderman is? Yes. No one does. Okay. It, it's just a fancy word for a city council member. Okay. Uh, Tony's typing up her thing. Okay, I, I can read Lacey. this at least. Uh, Lacey, a black Labrador retriever, comes in off the street right behind someone who's opened the door before they can stop her. Uh, she doesn't really remember if she was invited or not, but this place smells like a fun place to be. Fun place to be is actually uh, Eustace's cologne. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and I'm going to describe the scene you guys see inside when you get there. Uh okay wait where did i put the scene aspect there we go okay so there's here we go how okay so when i mention a like aspect on the setting i'm gonna toss it into the main text channel bolded so it's a it's a crowded party right there's a lot of people there uh people who you know s local celebrities business leaders all sorts the kind of people you'd expect at like you know an event like this which you know the foghorn has a new year's party every year except for the years when there isn't a new year but you know that, that only happened like once in the 80s but you know so it's a, it's a thing it's like the dropping the ball at times square everybody shows up they they play some alternative rock everybody gets super drunk so it's a crowded party uh, the people there are 
a little bit drunk and distracted. Uh, probably because they're, uh, well, you know, they're drunk and they're thinking about all the shit that's going on in the city. Like, man, it's, it's bad. And outside, it is dark and stormy. Dark because it's night and stormy because it's Portland and it's always raining somewhere. Alright, so those are the those are scene aspects, and you can invoke those at any point for whatever reason. Also, keep in mind that the game, not the game, the city aspects are in play as well. So that's uh, the citywide aspects are the weird city cannot be tamed, the golden age is rusted, and the encroaching veil. So if you think of a situation where those are applicable, feel free to invoke those. Alright, so um, if you want to like look around and like try and mingle or whatever and see if you can pick up on anything that's going on we can do that or we can jump straight to the like intro bit where you got, a, got an open bar uh it absolutely has an open bar yeah troy uh troy goes over and gets a uh, gets a dark and stormy okay you're gonna have to tell me what's in that because <laughs> it is rum and ginger ale i think or maybe whiskey and ginger ale I think okay it's rum Okay, also I just realized I screwed up the uh, the name on one of those aspects. Fortunately, we can edit that. Okay. Okay, so you, you've, you've got a, a gin and whatever. Something Rum. with a lot of alcohol. No, probably probably only a moderate amount. Not everywhere uh, mixes drinks as strong as your trashy campus bar. Wow, okay. Um... <laughs> I, my, it, specific dunks tonight. Yeah, my, my defense of that would be that I'm actually like a massive lightweight, but I don't know if that's a defense. Okay. Um, more of a statement. Yeah, more Eustace, of yeah, more. Eustace is hopping up and getting a glass of beer, which he will hold and not drink. <laughs> it, like, okay. When you say glass of beer, do you mean like he he like gets a wine glass of beer or like just a like? <laughs> if wine glasses are all they have, then yes. Well, uh, I mean, like, <laughs> I know, assume they just have regular glasses. Yeah, but like, beer, beer is usually served in like mugs. Maybe, maybe this yeah, is just a like sucks. local what, what terminology. About, what about a glass in a mug? Uh, okay, fine. Right, you you, you get a glass of some kind of beer. Real quick, but I'll be. <laughs> I I didn't catch that. I gotta go to the bathroom. I'll be I'll be listening, but I won't be saying anything because I'll okay. be in the bathroom. <laughs> uh, shit, podcasting. Awesome. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, okay. Tony's line. Uh, Lacey the dog is doing her best to steal a sandwich or some other choice party food from someone who isn't paying close enough attention to theirs, but as always, she's looking out for any really interesting smells to smell or other things going on to check out. Um, you know what, Tony? Uh, I'm gonna say you should roll for that, um, and I'm gonna say maybe, gosh, what, what would we roll there? Uh, stealth, I guess? Or maybe, uh, maybe athletics to do it quickly? Your choice athletics to tear it free of whatever poor sod is trying to eat it right now yeah um so that would just be uh the way our dice work wait how's your is your stealth plus two hold on which sheet am i looking at oh, wait the dog is on top okay uh yeah so stealth is two okay uh and that comes out is uh 
four 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 zeros wow awesome uh so the way dice rolling works in fate is that you have four fudge dice or fate dice which are six-sided dice that have two pluses on them two minuses and two zeros or blanks and you roll those four dice and then you tally them up so like adding one for each plus and subtracting one for each minus so like you know tony just got four zeros so that's a roll of zero and she adds that to her stealth of two so her roll there is a two so i'm gonna say uh rolling for df and the awareness of the person you're stealing the sandwich from i'm gonna say it's probably out of one uh probably be, sits there drunk and distracted and i I get two pluses and two minuses, so that comes out as a one. So you do, in fact, steal the sandwich and do not cause a massive commotion right off the bat. Congratulations. You, you have passed the first test. Okay. God, if, if there are tests this often, there's going to be a lot of failure. <laughs> I, I, you know, I wasn't planning on that, but when you were like, yeah, I'm going to steal a sandwich, I thought, you know what? This could be really fun if this doesn't work, so... But no, okay, so you all get drinks or a sandwich or whatever and mingle for a while. Um, if you're listening to any rumors, you might maybe hear that there's something going on over in the trolley yards. Uh, nobody's really sure what's going on over there, though. So you mingle, you, you eat, you drink, whatever. Uh, eventually, you all roll awareness, please. Eustace is very aware. Well... He's pretty aware. Yeah, three. That's a uh, that's a good. Uh, that is zero for for both Chu and Tony. Great. That's mediocre, isn't it? Yes. Or uh, yeah, me mediocre is zero. Yes. Um. Okay. So Eustace, you notice that there is a rather strange looking golem uh strange because it's wearing a suit which golems don't normally do and it's looking around the room for something and it stops when it sees you and it kind of nods a little bit and it then it keeps looking and it stops when it sees um Troy and, and you know does the same thing stops when it sees Lacey it, like as if it's like looking for you specifically and making sure you're there. Eustace nods back and finally takes his first sip of beer. <laughs> awesome. And uh, Eustace, you see the golem gesture to, for you to like come closer, like it raises an arm and like does the like, you know, curls its fingers towards itself and is like, hey, come here. But because it's a golem, it does it with like giant sausage fingers that are made out of stone. <laughs> It's if there is anything Eustace has learned in his long and storied career, it's that you can always trust something that is wearing a suit that doesn't normally wear a suit. I feel like that's actually the exact opposite lesson that you should have, but whatever. Fine. So do you do you go over to the golem? Do you like get the others since they appear to not have noticed or what? Eustace is just going to walk over. Okay. It's just, go get the others. Sort of like uh, the Emperor from Starbucks. From Starbucks? That's, what's his name? Um, God, the guy who thought he was going to run for president and didn't because everyone hated him. Oh, 
I, I don't even remember his name. Whoever he is, that's his voice. <laughs> okay, so so uh, are, are you going to, like, do what the golem says, or are you just going to, like... Eustace was cool with, like, the nodding, but he's a bit uh, put off by the orders. Mm. That said, he, he turns around and, and looks through the party, and he, he sees Troy, and he actually recognizes Troy as they had collaborated together briefly on an and an exorcism not too long ago so he decides eh whatever so he walks over to troy gives him a tap on the shoulder hmm? oh oh uh eustace right the uh the guy with the computer with the ghosts in it <laughs> yeah that's me yeah that, what's uh, uh long time no see suppose it is that golem over there wants to talk to us well, which which one the one of the in the suit? Yep. Uh, I will also note there is only one golem at the party. Hey, so a lot of golems can just look like people. Fair enough, I guess. Man Mannequin golems. Okay. Anyway, yeah, Troy. Uh, Troy follows Eustace back over to the uh, to the golem. Okay, and uh, Tony, I I believe at this point, Lacey does like notice. Hey, there's something weird going on, uh, and if you want to like follow them over, this this would be your time to do it. Uh, like, like you're you're all being very bad at the cloak and dagger thing. <laughs> Fortunately, we, everyone else is too drunk to notice. I wasn't hey, nothing aware of cloak or dagger going on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. So Lacey also notices a familiar smelling person. It's the man who got her out of the air vents that one time she was stuck. Um, that was not Eustace. Yes, that was that was not Eustace. That was Troy. I I, w I also note. So if you, for the people listening at home, um, or non people, I, I, you know, there could be robots in the audience or ghosts or whatever. Or people who are listening at some other place that isn't their home. Yes, at your at the work or school location, whatever, you know, on the freeway, you know, on the subway, wherever. Anyways, for for you people. Um, the way fate works is that we actually ran a, like, session zero, uh, two weeks ago where we, like, did the collaborative character creation thing, and the, every character has seven aspects, which are the, like, descriptions of, like, your core character traits and flaws and, and troubles, and things like that, which, basically, they encapsulate who your character is and, like, why they are the way they are, and part of that is you have, like, faces where... A, a incident in your life or whatever that d defines something about you and for some of those phases you have a like guest star with another pc or npc and so to create like connections between the party so everybody knows at least one other person in the party already so okay back to tony uh lacy goes to follow him and also bonk her head against his hand very very cute troy's hand Yes, Troy's hand. To be clear, uh, I I don't oh, think. Yeah. So. I, I, hmm. You were about to say something. Oh yeah, I, I was gonna say I don't think you'd want to touch Eustace's hand because he could you probably like kill you that way. Oh, uh, hey there, doggy. Oh, hey, you're that um deer that one time in the vents, huh? What are you doing here? Okay, Tony you says. Down the well. <laughs> Tony says bark, which, uh, you know, it's perfect that we had you and that you're playing a dog since dogs don't speak very much. 
Okay, so the three of you are now, like, kind of hanging it around near this golem in the corner of the room, and the golem turns and just, like, walks out of the room, and it, like, goes down a hall and turns up some stairs. It, it heads upstairs. Presumably, it does want you to follow, but you get the impression that this golem does not speak a lot. Troy shrugs and looks at Eustace. Um, after you? Eustace sighs and walks forward. Troy follows. Okay. Um, oh, I should also, since this golem is a character, I should uh, let you know his high concept is... Uh, hold on a moment. Uh, Stephen McClure's golem aid. So uh, so you, you can tell that this golem is affiliated with Stephen McClure in some way. You've, you've like seen it like standing near him at events or whatever. right? Uh, he has the mark of Stephen. <laughs> okay so uh, all three of you follow um and the golem leads you upstairs and into one of the studios that's not being used now the previous scene aspects are not in effect here um aside from you know it's dark and stormy outside or whatever but now the studio is has soundproofed walls uh Thank and you. you're here to attend a private meeting with Stephen McClure, who is waiting for you inside, uh, and his high concept is Champion of the Weird City. You, all, all three of you go inside uh, where Stephen McClure is waiting for you, and if you want to like say something to him right now before he goes into his monologue, this would be the time to do it. We, uh, Mr. McClure, I presume? Is he like well-known enough that like we would recognize him on site? I mean, yeah, like he... like. Portland's doesn't really have, like, a president-type figure because, like, the mayor is, like, a weird ghost thing that lives inside City Hall, and so the city council members are probably about as recognizable as, like, the important members of Congress. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Troy just, uh, nodded him. Alderman? Uh, okay. So he, he nods to all of you, and he, he uh, says, Ah, good, you're all here. Um, I, I was wondering when you'd finally show up. Um, you're probably wondering why I've asked you to be here tonight. Before and... you go into the monologue, Tony has a question. Oh, yeah, uh, t- Tony, make a, uh, appropriate, like, investigation role on that. So, like, investigation, or if you've got some other skill that would justifiably let you, like... Tony I... asks, does this guy smell anything like the invitation Lacey got? Yes, and I'm telling you, you should make a role to, like, get that knowledge, because that's, like... I know, but... Okay, you know, actually, you're right, you're right, you're right. That, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's a dumb thing to... I'd call for a role for, though, right? Yes, um, and you got a three on it, so it, it's fine anyways. Um, yes, you, you, the guy definitely does smell like the invitation. Um, presumably, he wrote it, or he handled it, or somebody associated with him did so. Okay, uh, um, so you've interrupted my monologue now, so I have to... Re- Only uh, because you didn't look at the chat before you started. No, I did, I did look at the chat, but I, like... I, I, the message was before the monologue started. Yeah, it was. Yes, it is true. Okay, you got me? Fine. Okay, um, so where was he? Uh, yes, you're probably wondering why I asked you all to be here tonight, and why... I, I'm meeting with you here in in private rather than downstairs. I uh, I wasn't actually. Oh well, th- that is. Uh, oh okay. Well, that's 
you've kind of ruined the air of mystery there. Well, fine, uh, I'll, I'll get straight to it then. This city is in dire straits. We, it, and the city, the city council, the city government will not act. They, they will not do what is necessary to save this city, which means somebody has to. And I, I think that you, you three, could be part of that. I think you have a unique set of skills that could be useful in. Engaging in certain, let's say, community improvement operations, um, which, now that I say that out loud, sounds far more euphemistic than intended. What I want you to do is essentially be like private invest investigators. Are, are, are you familiar with the show Scooby-Doo? Are, are, are you familiar with that? I, I want you to basically do that. Eustace takes the second sip from his beer <laughs> and... He looks over at Lacey and says, I guess that explains the dog. The dog actually is... I'm glad you've brought that up. Uh, by the way, hello, Miss Lacey. It's it's very good to finally meet you. I've heard a lot about you. Um, the, the reason why she is here is because there's a really interesting legal loophole in this city. Um, oh, no. That... that, that oh. Ba Basically, dogs can do whatever, and we can't prosecute them for it because all of our laws are for humans, or well, humans and like human adjacent, like you know, fairies and stuff. Uh, but yeah, yeah, this is just staring him dead in the eyes. <laughs> See, McClure is supposed to be like cool and suave, but I'm not. So, <laughs> uh, any, uh, anyways, so, so basically, she she can do any crime and get away with it, which is a very useful ability to have. Although I will will say, if you do a lot of crimes, that will probably reflect poorly on you, and maybe me. Troy, please don't do anything that would get me in a lot of trouble. Um, I'm, this is, what I'm doing here is we are forming an illegal paramilitary very, very technically. That is how the city council would view it if they found out, but really, Fuck them. They, they're not doing anything, so we have to. Well, I respect your initiative, and I, for one, would be glad to establish some uh, closer ties to the local government. So he, he nods and he says, thank you. I, I thought you, you would be agreeable to this proposal. Uh, essentially, you will be one of a number of... I, I don't want to use the you term cells. cells but... I'm walking out of the room. <laughs> not, not, not cells. Uh, teams. Uh, one of a number of teams assigned to try and come up with alternative solutions to some of the problems plaguing the city. Uh, I've, I've got a team. Every time you say something, it just sounds worse and worse. <laughs> None Look, of this is a deal breaker. <laughs> Uh, I realize this sounds kind of sketchy. God, he's <laughs> he started out kind of vaguely British, and he's drifting into like Kentucky fried lawyer, which is God. It sounds the same to me. Yeah, it's yeah. a very thin thin line. I, I realize this sounds kind of God. God, I can, I realize this sounds kind of sketchy and uh, understandably so. But consider this, right? And the last six months alone three different city blocks have burned down and the city council has done nothing about it there are 
thousands of people now sleeping on the streets. Unemployment is at like 15%, I believe it was last time I checked, and that's probably lowballing it because it's very difficult to get a proper census in, in here. Like the, the, we are in crisis mode right now, and anything that can be done will improve things. I hope so. For example, there is one team I, I've asked to try and uh, essentially be a like community fire brigade and put you know deal with fires before they burn down entire city blocks. And there haven't been any city blocks that have burned down in the last month, so I'd say they were doing pretty damn well. And what I'd like the three of you to do is deal with what is looking to be a major humanitarian crisis if something is not done soon. Are are you familiar with the trolley yards? Um, and this is where... Uh, I, I, out, out of character now. This is where if you want to, like be like, yeah, I know about the trolley yards, you would make some kind of contacts or scholarship roll or whatever, if if you want to. Alright, I'll make a contacts roll. Okay. What is your contacts? Uh, are there any uh, any ghosts in the trolley yards? Because if not, then no. There are no, uh, there are not any ghosts in the trolley yards yet, it's... That, that is a fear no. Which, although the fact that there are no ghosts there is itself information for you, right? That would suggest that it's a rather new area. Okay. Yeah, but if there are no ghosts there, Troy doesn't even know it exists, probably. That, fair. Odds uh, are. Okay, so... Where the ghosts are. So, Eustace got a two on that, which is a fair, I believe, yes? Yeah. It um, is. So, Eustace, you would know that the trolley yards are... Excuse me. The trolley yards are a, uh, one of the new developments in the city. Um, the city council has been trying to get new areas zoned and developed for low-income housing, but that the project is stalled for some reason, and nobody is really sure what's going on, but, like, nobody's been getting in. People have been coming out, but, like, there's, you know, no one new is going into the area. Um, are there trolleys? Yes, there there are, there are trolleys there. Um, so, the, it was set up to be a, like, big hub for, like, the inner streetcar network, because... The way Three Portlands works, for those listening at home, is that the city is constantly, like, expanding outwards. Like, the physical terrain of the city is moving away from the city center, and once it reaches a certain point, it, like, sloughs off into the void. So, the city is at a fixed, like, three-mile radius, but there's, it's, like, cycling out. So, infrastructure has to be rebuilt in the interior every, like, decade or so, because you've got a new circle of city there that you need to build up so the trolley yards was going to be a big hub for for that and a lot, lot of transit and stuff but it was never connected to the main line so there's a lot of like abandoned trolleys there right now hence the name okay uh, so that's what you know uh and he asked if you are familiar with that so if if you want to answer him or just stare at him and sip your beer you just does not okay. he does not take another sip of his beer okay Thank, thank you for letting us know. So, oh, t Tony just said something. Uh, Lacey, as she's listening, and while the other two companions are mostly paying attention to the alderman's speech, Lacey quietly shifts into her human mode, a teenage-looking girl in a plain t-shirt and sweatpants and no shoes. Right, because Lacey is a reverse werewolf, basically. A dog. A were-dog? Whatever. Anyways, so McClure is speaking. Uh, the trolley yards, the city council partnered with... Golomancy United, who are the main... God, I keep going it's Southern. I, 
And you know what? That's how he talks. What happened? Yeah, that's that's how that's how he talks now. He he's he's from Kentucky, right? The, it the, all just sounds the, like you to me. Yeah, I'm not good at the voices thing. Uh, the the Golomancy United is the main source of labor in the city. They control the whole golem industry. They they uh all the golems they make them. They set they operate them. They're used for construction, manufacturing, everything. So we partnered with them to do a new development in, for the trolley yards, so low-income housing, and the rents from that were going to be split 50-50 between the city and the, the cartel. And about halfway through the process, once we had the like streetcars in and some of the buildings up, they decided that the cut that they were getting from that was not going to be enough to justify their expenses on the operation, which is frankly a load of bullshit because they don't pay the golems any fucking money, right? Like, it's a... What are your expenses? Materials? So, anyways, they decided to uh, institute a work stoppage and a picket. Uh, So the golems have locked down... all the entranceways into the area and they're not letting anybody in which would not normally be an issue except that a group of uh, refugees has taken up residence in the abandoned structures inside the trolley yards and they are hoping that they can make use of our adverse possession laws that is squatters rights to claim claim title to to the area Right. If they can hold out for at least three months, then the city council will have to uh, recognize their claim of ownership, and Gullimancy United will lose their their contract on the property. Right. Uh, so what they have been doing is the cartel has cut off the utilities to the area. Uh, so there's no water, there's no no plumbing, nothing, and they are not letting anybody in, which means there's no food going in. So they are hoping that they can essentially starve them out. They have to leave the area, they have to go out past the picket to get food or whatever, and then they can't get back in. The golems have not been violent about this, but if you've ever seen a wall of golems in a picket, it's very difficult to get past them if they don't want you to pass. So... Essentially, they, all the cartel has to do is wait them out. They can sit there for however many weeks they need and, you know, kick all the squatters out and then force the city to renegotiate. And what, they, what they're hoping to do is to move to rezone the area for luxury development and buy out the city's half of the rent, uh, which I, I don't think I need to tell you that would be disastrous for the housing situation here. So what I would like you to do is there is uh, there's a fraction of the serpent's hand who have been attempting to maintain supply lines to the refugees inside the trolley yards. However, they have been diffi- been having difficulty getting supplies in. I don't know why, but if you can find out why or if you can find a way to get them supplies or find some way to resolve this situation that doesn't end with a bunch of people starving or, you know, the, the quarter of the interior of the city being gentrified, that would be fantastic, right? I'm not asking you to kill anybody, I'm not asking you to, well, maybe you might need to break into a few places, but, you know, if you're, it's not a crime if you don't get caught. <laughs> that, you know that was what? It. I am so glad to have a pub, like, an elected official who finally goes out and says it, rather than just leaving it implied. It's not a crime if the president does it. <laughs> Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, sure.
where'd the dog go? Why is there, uh, Miss? Uh, um, who are you, and wh where'd the dog go? You know what? I hadn't noticed that. That is a very good question. Uh, okay. Uh, does does one of you want to handle the speech lines for for Lacey? I got it. Okay. I'm right here. My name is Lacey. Wow, your voices are so much better than mine. <laughs> we met before. Well, you know, I, I can't say I was, uh... So if... Are you, uh... You're a person who can turn into a dog? Okay, she frowns and tilts her head, very confused by this. It takes her a full second to answer. No, I don't think so. I'm a dog. I'm just also a person. Well, you know, takes all sorts. Eustace chuckles to himself, but otherwise doesn't comment. Yes, okay, so... Um, Miss Lacey here is, I, I believe, started out as a dog, but as you can see, is fully capable of becoming a, a human being, a person, at least temporarily. Um, I, I don't know what that is uh, clinically, but it's quite a handy trick. Well, so, um, you want us to, uh, I mean, when you were describing it, it sounded like you want us to break a strike and evict some refugees, but I'm glad that's not where it went. Um, so what, you want us to, to find the Serpent's Hand folks and, uh, figure out how to establish supply lines into the refugee camp? Uh, if you can do that, sh sure, uh, or if you can convince Golomancy United to back off, uh, that's another option. I mean, really, whatever you, uh, you think is best, I, I mean, the, this is why I'm reaching out to you, you're the, I, I guess not the experts, I don't think anyone's ever had to do something like this before, but... You, you you are the specialists here. Um, I, I trust your judgment in this matter. Uh, and like I said, it's not like anything we do can make things worse. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could figure out how to make things worse. Well, well, well try, try not to then. Eustace is just smiling as it seems like the gears have clicked together in his head and he has just realized that, the, that this politician is giving him essentially a blank check. For crime. Oh yeah, and um, how much does it pay? We get paid. I'm not. He, um, he yes, you, you he enthusiastically you, says like like, oh yes, you are absolutely right. We are the experts, and don't worry, we'll uh we'll take care of it. I, I'm I'm so glad yeah, to hear that. As as for the matter of payment, uh, you, I you will be paid. Uh, this this will be off the books. Uh, obviously the city council. Is not like officially, you know, funding you, but I have alternative sources of funding that that you will have access to, and Fine. yeah. So and of course, try try not to do anything too overtly criminal because if you are arrested, I, I probably won't be able to to get you out. I mean, that would be a pretty gross abuse of public authority. But if and like this like definitely isn't yeah, but like little like tiny things like you know if you have to like pick a lock somewhere or whatever and you know nobody nobody sees it it didn't happen right like you know it's like a white lie sure for crime yeah like you know this is a time where we need action right now and you know some action is uh a little bit grayer than others well put yes so. Uh, if you if you uh, 
need assistance, if you need supplies, if you need, you know, contacts, of course, my aide Gordon here, uh, can, can assist you with that, and of course, I know some folks, <laughs> uh, I know some folks around the city who, of course, are also interested in what we're doing, um, the, there's, I'm sure, of course, you've heard of, uh, Florence Thorne at the Unusual Instance Unit, she's, similarly frustrated by the inability of the city government to act, although she's perhaps a bit more capable of doing so, given her, uh, position. So if, if you need some kind, if you need some assistance from the FBI, I would suggest that you go to her and talk to her about that. Uh, if you tell, if you mention my name, she, she's aware that I'm doing this, but she does not know the exact details, because that way she is not implicated, uh, if you understand. Uh, and of course, the, then, uh, there's, uh, Submarine, uh, Jordan Rabin, he's, uh, everybody loves Rabin, he's, a like Robin Hood, you know, but he's, a. I believe he's in the Docks District right now, uh, if you poke around there, you might be able to find him, he can probably help you out with procuring uh, supplies, uh, potentially finding difficult ways. He's kind of an expert in that sort of thing. Uh, I, I would like to roll to see if I have some kind of past with Raybon. What should I do? Um, okay, let's see. That would probably be a declaration, so you'd be rolling, what, like, um, probably contacts? Contacts? Or, yeah, contacts, probably, or, um... Yeah, I'd say contacts, and you could probably invoke an aspect here, potentially. I mean, what would be... Maybe, like, sold the secrets of magic if you were, like... If you used him as, like, a middleman at some point, you could maybe justify it that way. Um, something like that. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Alright, so if, I'm if going to invoke, invoke sold the secrets of magic, which uh, sort of establishes that Eustace is a pretty big figure in the creation of paratechnology so based on that i probably have some history with uh a black market seller of paratech okay um give me a moment i'm just trying to figure out uh well, well sorry about this folks we're this is I, i've run fate before but this is the first time i've done trust in files so it's a little bit uh no worries. yeah Okay, you can roll contacts. By the way, we're running a modified version of the Dresden Files RPG. This is true. Okay. Okay, so here we go. It's guided suggestions. So, um, I'd say probably that's a difficulty of plus two. So, what did you roll? I didn't roll yet. Okay, roll. The, the, difficulty sure. the difficulty you're rolling against is two. So, there's a plus one there for slight unfamiliarity because, like, you know, you... You're new to Portland's, and Raybon is mostly a Portland's figure. And then there's a, um, what was the other one for? The one for being, uh, and then a plus one for, you have a potential connection, but it's not super obvious. So I'm, I'm giving you half of the, like, so difficulty. Do I get a bonus for invoking the aspect? Yeah, uh, you do. You get plus two to that, and uh, but but oh. I would suggest potentially invoking that after the roll because if you invoke before and then it ends up, it turns out you get like a six or whatever. Okay. Yeah. So the difficulty you're rolling against is two. That's a five. Yes, that that is a five. <laughs> wow, that is a 
almost a crit there. That's uh, three pluses and a blank. Uh, right. So yeah, you definitely know Raven. You're familiar with him. Uh, if you want to like set up a, a like temporary aspect for for later, you could just like something like my buddy Raven or like uh, maybe not what my if buddy. I saved his ass once. Uh, maybe. Uh, what, what do you think would be a good aspect here? The, keeping in mind that this is a temporary aspect that you'll you get to tag in the next scene. Uh, maybe Raven owes me a solid. All right. Okay, and I will uh, black market favor. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. I'll toss that into the log. Temporary aspect. Uh, I guess on on Eustace. All right, black market favor, and you can invoke that for free on at the next scene that has Raven in it. Um, All right. So we we've we've done that. Our first declaration. We're off to a wonderful start. Okay, where were we in the conversation? Oh yes. So he he was saying that you could potentially go to Raven for supplies or for a information about navigating the way network. And of course, if you want to um, try and get into the trolley yards, you can do that. Oh, oh, also, if, you, if you're if you going to try and talk to Golemansk United about this, the, the they've sent their enforcer, uh, Delia Hunter, to oversee the picket. She's located in, I suppose it's an office building, technically, uh, near, the, near the trolley yards. It's about a half a block south. Although, uh, <laughs> okay, actually, not south, because the directions are meaningless. Half a block of Diasil, counterclockwise. Diasil is clockwise. Wittershins is counterclockwise. Okay, uh, half a block clockwise of the trolley yards. Alright. So. And if we wanted to get in touch with the Serpent's Hand, who are helping to smuggle supplies. Um, I know that the. The leader in the trolley yards is an individual named Cinnabar. I, I don't know much about about them. Uh, you could try and get past the picket. Uh, I, I don't know if how successful you'd be there. Maybe you could get there mm. from the library. It's uh, you you have to be get into the trolley yards to get to contact them first, though. Um, Regarding Diasil and Wittershin. It's okay, Lacey stage whispers to Alderman McClure. I get the directions mixed up, too. Yeah, d directions in this city are really extremely confusing. It does not help that the streets keep moving. Uh, I I've tried to talk to the mayor about that, but he he's a very difficult individual to speak to. Literally, it's difficult to speak to the mayor. I don't know if it's even uh, possible. Mostly, we pass notes under his office door and get notes back sometimes. Uh, occasionally, they're even written in a language we can understand. Mm. Okay, so so what what is what what are you guys thinking of as your next move? Because eventually, you do have to leave this party. This was only supposed to last like twenty minutes. <laughs> talk to Raven. Okay, you want to go talk to Raven? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I, I mean, think that. Uh... I'd like to get inside the yards and uh, see what the serpent's hand has to has to say. I also I would assume being like a black market purveyor, Raven might have an idea of like how supplies are being moved. You know who might be in charge of that and how we might sneak in. Okay, now God, I had a voice for Raven and I've lost it, or rather. I was. I never had a firm grasp on it to begin with. It was. It's like Cockney, but like. Anyone should sound like you. It's Raven. 
You think? I think. The problem is that if I, like, I keep switching between out of character and in character, and if his voice is identical to uh, mine. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Uh. Tony <laughs> okay, yeah. Rayvon uses a different, terrible fake accent each session. Ah, like Daniel Craig. Yes, perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. God, that was actually the voice I was doing for McClure, was, uh, the, like, Daniel Craig in uh, Knives Out. Okay, right, so you, you guys head to the trolley yards, um, do-do-do-do-do-do, it's like 30 minutes later or whatever, it's still still New Year's Eve. Um, I do I do want to note that Eustace did pour the rest of his beer into a plant. <laughs> for, we were for, headed to the dock. For, the for, docks. Yeah, the dock. Yeah, the docks district. Fortunately, the plants in Three Portlands have adapted to uh, to live off of uh, uh, alcoholic beverages. Given given the weather conditions in the city, it's kind of a favorable adaptation. Um, okay, so I mean, it, you never know when it's gonna rain, like whiskey or whatever. That's true. Anyway, continue. Okay, so the docks district. Uh, if I check my aspect list here. Uh, has yeah. So the the main uh location aspect is infested by smugglers. Um, to give you a like overview of the docks district, um, it's it's in the like lee of Prometheus Plaza. So there are a couple fixed points throughout the city that don't move in relation to the rest of it, and the city kind of just flows around them. Uh, you know, like a really slow river. Um, so Prometheus Plaza is the largest of these points. It's it's sort of the like downtown equivalent. It used to be the like high technology area. Um, the main tenant was Prometheus Labs, and but they're basically the only ones left because all the other paratech like cottage industries all kind of dried up. And Prometheus Labs is not doing so hot either. Um, so the the Prometheus Plaza is in bad shape, and the Donks District was formed out of the lee of that because the fixed anchor point was so large that like it caused the city to kind of tear in some places so there's these huge rifts in the ground that just lead to nothing like they lead straight to void the outside if you fall into them you will deconceptualize and you won't even be dead you'll just be non-existent you will have dissolved into your base metaphysical concepts it's a horrible way to go um but so there's a lot of these and the reality in the area is super thin so there's a lot of ways that go all over the place and it's kind of the main like shipping and receiving center of the city both because of its proximity to the you know industrial downtown and also because there's all of these ways all over the place now because there's not a lot of shipping going on anymore you know stuff has started to pile up there's not many people out in the streets themselves, but there's a lot of stuff going on in back alleys, and it's become sort of a haven for smuggling and just black market activity in general. Although a lot of that, some of that has died down recently because the Lighthouse Mafia has basically finished consolidating its grasp on the city's black market and underworld. Uh, Raybon is basically the only independent smuggler left. Um, everybody else is either dead or working for the lighthouse mafia i always try to support my like local mom and pop smugglers <laughs> yeah that, that, that's raven's whole deal basically i mean like he, he's he's like the like cool criminal who like doesn't do like he doesn't do like violent crimes or anything he just like does tax evasion and like smuggling and stuff you know 
Um, the gentleman's crimes. Yes, exactly. Um, he, he he steals from the rich and uh, steals from the rich. Yeah, basically, They're not necessarily gives to the poor. Um, the poor have to pay with money too. But you know, he considers himself poor. So in a sense, yeah, exactly. He he's giving to the poor specifically himself. Right, so his high concept is the submarine always finds a way, which has a couple double meanings there, since ways are also the portals between universes. Um, ah, yes. dicks. Yes, it's, it's very clever. I'm, I'm very smart. Uh, anyways, so the other aspects in the um, Docks District... Doc, docks District... God, that's going to trip me up every time. Uh, is... Uh, holes to nothing is a big one, and uh, oh, and uh, Troy, you will notice that there are there are ghosts in the docks district, and they are mm-hmm. all staying the hell away from the holes. Like every, they are keeping at least like thirty feet between themselves and the nearest holes. It, it's they they definitely don't like them. Uh, and also empty streets is another uh, aspect there. And when you get to Ravens corner it will be literal back alley as well is it um is it any more crowded with ghosts than the rest of portland's or just regular ghost density um probably a little bit higher since you know this part is not really moving out with the rest of the city mm-hmm. uh, or rather it's doing so a lot slower since it's kind of sheltered by prometheus plaza it's it's like an eddy yeah. current sort of in the outward flow of the city, so it has more time for ghosts to build up, and probably more people do die in the docks district than other places, since you know you have you know loading incidents or whatever, people mm-hmm. getting stabbed, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's not, it's not the worst part of town, but it's not the nicest either. So, as um as they walk down the the very empty street. Uh, Eustace and Lacey will notice Troy uh, sort of moving like there's a crowd around or like there are at least like there are other people on the road with them like dodging around people. Okay. Eustace is just walking along casually smoking a cigarette. (laughs) What brand? Don't don't answer that. God, no, definitely don't specify what brand. We, We do not endorse any cigarette companies. I'm going to wait until they send me some sponsorship money. <laughs> your, your brand here. Yeah, Marbolo, sponsor us. <laughs> we, we we have no qualms. Okay, Lacey, back in dog mode for the walk there, sticks close to Troy, the person she knows, trusting him to not walk into any of the scary holes of doom. Yeah, um... Yeah, it, it, it would be difficult to fall into one of them accidentally since, like, you know... People have pu- tried to put up, like, guardrails and stuff, and, like, you know, you, you'd have advance notice if you were about to fall into one. It is a very convenient way to get rid of dead bodies, though. I, I will say that. Oh, Eustace knows. <laughs> of, uh, of course, as a necromancer, he knows all the ways to get rid of dead bodies. And make use of them. Yes, okay. So you make your way to Raven, and he's kind of, like, skulking around in one of the back alleys. Uh, you're not really sure what he's doing. He's kind of, like, looking at, like, the air and kind of squinting, and occasionally he'll, like, mutter something to himself. Um, he looks a little bit crazy, but, like, if you, you figure 
he's probably doing something um, that uh, it probably does not look as, it, it's probably not as crazy as it looks given the city you're in I mean Troy you're What's dodging like? people who are dead so yeah. um, what does he look like like physically um, so he's kind of uh, god I want to say the word manky but I'm that's sorry, that's, uh... that's not a word to use for a human being he's got like he's kind of like average height and a little bit heavy he's got a huge trench coat on that like goes to his ankles uh, and it's got like it's covered in pockets. There are pockets all over it. It is the most distinctive thing about him is that he just has more pockets than anyone will ever need. And none of them appear to be holding anything um, that you can tell. Uh, and, you know, he's got kind of dark hair and he's stubble. He kind of needs a shave, but whatever, right? So that, that that's that's the appearance for him. Um, sub- submarine? Uh, what, what was that? You talking to me? Yeah. Uh, how's it going, man? What's up? Uh, so, so you, you'll have to speak up. I, I, I gotta hum on the drum, you know? I, the tinnitus, you, you know? Uh, and, uh, of course, if, uh, Eustace, you will know that, um, Rabin infinite, infamously suffers from tinnitus. Uh, it's, he, he always tells people about it when, whenever it, it comes up. Um, Eustace suspects that he might be faking it. That is a common uh, suspicion. Yeah, but he's not going to say it out loud. He also, he's enjoying this sort of awkward meet cute between Jordan and Troy. Oh my god. Uh, but he he may deign to mercifully end it. <laughs> I said, uh, I said, what's up? How's it going? Um, it's going all right. I, God, what <laughs> the the accent? It, it it's going all right. Do I suppose. A, do a do a transparently fake accent. Well, it's going all right, Gov. Uh, <laughs> uh Lacey uh, goes into, into human mode. Okay. Are you the submarine Jordan guy? She says in her outdoor voice. In her outdoor voice. Well, yes, I am. I I'm I'm the one they call submarine. Uh don't don't ask how I got the name. Even I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm him. That that that's me. I I am the submarine. Uh, can I help you with something? I right now I'm tr- trying to find a very, very difficult to spot way. I know it's around here somewhere. I can tell. It's like on the tip of my teeth, but I just can't quite spot it. But but, but can I help you with something? Maybe maybe it'll I'll find it later. From the back, Eustace raises his hand. Jordan? Uh, you, you, I, do I know you? You're, uh, Eugene? Eustace. Eustace, that's right. Uh, the, 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 the necromancer? I want to say? Yes. Yes, that's right. Uh, what, 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 what was the favor that you, that you, you did that he owes you for now? I'm thinking that maybe I covered for him to the cops. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I never did get to thank you about that, the whole thing with the graveyard and the, you know, the uh, grave robbing. I, th- thanks for, for helping me out with that. It was uh, would have been a real tricky situation to explain. We're kindred souls, Raybon. I, I, I don't know if I would go that far. 
accent. Well, I keep, I can't do character voices. I'm so bad at it. I need to like go and practice stop after this. About it. Just, okay. Just... Yeah. Okay. Well, if we want to move up a level in our work, working relationship, maybe you could uh, help us out with a certain blockade. Um, the would you be referring? I'm I'm gonna I am going to give him a character just, voice that's distinct from Clark. Just don't worry about it. Fine, I I I will do character voices next time after I've had time to practice. But fine. Would Would you be referring to the blockade uh, the lighthouse mafia's got going on? They've uh, really been clamping down on certain ways. I'm not certain why, but they've uh, it's been real hard to move through certain areas. It's why I'm actually looking for for this way right now. Uh, trying to find a way to get around them. They, they're they not, like, moving goods or anything. I know that. They're just not letting anybody through. Uh, it's very, very mysterious. But would that be the blockade you're referring to? I'm talking about the golems surrounding the trolley district. Ah, well, see, that that's an interesting situation there because the ways the Lighthouse Mafia have closed off are the ones that would let you get into the district, in fact. It's, uh... Quite curious, actually. I Some might even consider that they might be in league, although, of course, we, we all know that uh, such upstanding individuals as Golomancy United would never associate with, you know, organized crime like Hamilton Burke and his outfit. Is the sarcasm no. coming through? Yes, the sarcasm is very evident. He's, like, laying it on very thick. Well, yes, I'm sure. Could you, could you say that a bit louder? I didn't catch that. Well, yes, I'm sure. Yes. Well, uh, I think I could probably help you get around that. Um, the question is, really, how how quickly do you want to get there? I mean, uh, if you go deep enough, you can find a way to get to anywhere eventually, but it could take you a couple months, depending on the you know relativity phase of the moon, uh, who the current president is. It's still Bill Clinton, right? That didn't change while I, I was uh, away, right? Last time I checked. All right. Okay. So, so he 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 said that. It, 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 how quickly do you want to get there? Essentially, like he could easily Rather. get you there in like three months, but I would prefer today. Well, that's gonna be a little bit tricky since we'll probably have to deal with uh, those lighthouse thugs. They uh, they don't like me much. Uh, I'm pretty sure they've tried to kill me a few times. You know, I, it's uh. Really quite a conundrum, but they've uh, all been there. Yeah, so I could probably get you in. Getting out would be well. I guess you could just walk past the golems. Uh, it's not like they're stopping anybody from leaving. Um, but we'd probably have to fight our way in, or I don't know, sneak the past. Uh, I could probably do it easily. Getting the three of you in with me would be a bit harder. I mean, unless you all can just you know open ways with yeah like just on instinct can you no um so the blockade is it like like are they just covering the main entrances or are they like like is it like a ring around the whole yard so the because... okay, okay so the golem picket is uh the golems are like lined up on the like main streets and alleys and stuff leading in so they're like forming a 
not a human chain, but a golem chain across the like streets. So you you like there are a physical wall that you can't get past. The way. So what stops us from going over a rooftop? Um, I mean, can you, we just get a ladder? I mean, you could try that, but it's I, I imagine the golems might object to that. Uh, and you know, you do. You, what are they going to do? Climb the walls? Well, I mean, like they could punch you. With their fists, they're, they're very large fists that do that. They use to like break cement and stuff. I've had worse. Really? Right. Maybe I can open ways. I haven't tried. Lacey tries now, waving her hands in the air, sort of like what she saw someone else do once. Okay, I've tried. I don't. I don't think it can open ways. Yeah, it's it's uh it's not a common talent. I mean, it's, it's usually you need a wizard or uh, somebody like myself who can just uh. Oh, hey, there's where the way is. I, I thought I was going to find it eventually. So that one lead... Okay. That'll take you to the library in the 17th century German politics section? Yes. All right. Um, anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, well, I suppose it's here and also eventually over there. But, uh, yeah, there's... The, the ways th that would lead you around the blockade the way the way it works is you usually go down into a lower level branch um somewhere like uh that that city of doors or something like that and then you pop back up in portland's on the other side right it's kind of like you you're still traveling the distance but the distance has been shortened because you've gone into another para universe that's parallel to our own not like one of those star trek like neo dimension universes just like a place where all the doors don't open, or like a city yeah. like this, you know. Um, He's just nods. He yeah. has seen Star Trek. Yeah, or um, a lot of them you can usually get into the library, and eventually you can get to anywhere from the library. But uh, it is literally infinite, so you know, take that as you will. Uh, I have a question for you, Matt. Me? Yes. Go. How? much would like like in terms of things to know about ways how much would eustace know like does his are the things that he can do with necromancy like things that would help open a way right now you probably can't open a way with necromancy but as given but your like other magic and also given your like past history like you've definitely read the like randall report or whatever um which exists in universe, so like, so you know all of that. You uh, y you probably have the like basic multiverse primer down. Uh, I've talked to you before about the whole like world tree structure of the multiverse, and so you, you your character would know that uh, just as a yeah, like. Yeah, but I mean like the mechanics of opening a way. Like, would he know how to magically do that or assist in doing that? Um, probably, but. Uh, I can roll Arcana if you want. No, I mean, like, like you, you, you would know how to do that. As like that, that's a basic application of thaumaturgy. Is like you opening a way. It's just that you might not be capable of doing it easily based on your like skills. Uh, given your what your fortitude's at, at three, willpower's at four. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, opening a way from Portland. Let me just check the log real quick. What did I say the LRI was? Um. So Portland is usually defaults to a difficulty of 
four or five oh, for uh docks district, which is lower oh yeah the docks district is lower it's average that's right um so that would you could probably oh, do yeah. that just as a like no prep spell um since you'd be rolling against a difficulty of one um but of course you also need to like find the correct way o opening the way is only part of the uh part of the problem you also have to find one that goes where you're going well i have my good friend uh jordan raven here for that and i haven't yet invoked his, his favor that he owes me this is correct um so you can like tag that to get him to like agree to help you i i'd say that's just like a basic i i i don't think you even need to like roll anything for that uh yeah i'll provide the magic he provides the location yeah okay and yeah i mean he get he, there okay that, that, that works uh okay so so you like negotiate this with him in universe uh, you you don't have to like negotiate it yourself like I, i'm just saying the two of you negotiate this in universe yeah okay um right so the way the, probably the best place to start would be oh not the not the rose gardens there if if you if you folks are committed to fighting it out with the with the lighthouse mafia then you probably want one that's less defended that would probably be oh the one would right actually... near the federal building, in fact. It's about two blocks Widdershins from there. Um, I not... would actually prefer to avoid fighting mafiosos. Just I'm general. not afraid of any criminal organization that includes the name of a genre of building. <laughs> okay. One of my rules. Uh, a lighthouse is not a... First off, buildings don't have genres. They're not books and second off yes, lighthouse is not a genre it can be it can be fine okay yeah um well if you don't want to fight him that'll be i suppose you could always try negotiating with mr burke uh that's he drives a hard bargain usually though maybe you could try and sneak past him uh it's how good are you at uh, distractions? Uh, we do have a dog that can turn into a human. That is very distracting. Sort of a good general purpose distraction, yeah. Yeah. I'm great at distractions. Uh, I'm glad to hear it. People usually tell me I'm too distracting. I I don't know if that's possible in this case, but all right. So we'd probably still want to aim for the the way near the federal building. Um, the, the difficulty here is that if they spot us, they will try to shoot us, and that could draw the feds in. Although, on the other hand, if they're the one, if the mafiosos are the ones shooting at us, then the feds will probably go after them, which will give us time to, uh, get through the way. Now, of course, the okay, feds... Can, can we recount this? So, we're going to a place to open a way there? Yes, okay. So, the way the way it's laid out is... Um, you're not actually going to the federal building itself, because I don't have a zone for that, but you're going to, let's say, like, an alley a couple blocks away from it, and it, it's more lightly defended than the other ways that that would lead you to this path into into the uh, district, beca oh, okay. because, so, of its, because of its proximity to the FBI's headquarters. There are less mafiosas hanging around, so you'd probably okay, have... Okay, I understand. Yeah, they'd probably be... I was be confused, because I thought, I thought we were trying to find a way that wasn't guarded by the mafia, but I see. Yeah, so there's probably like two, maybe three of them there, but 
you know, it, it'd be easy to distract them for a little bit. Um, the difficulty will be getting all of us through if you, if, uh, Miss, uh, he doesn't know your name. I, I don't believe you introduced yourself to, yeah, L Lacey, there Lacey? we go. Yes, yeah, if Miss Lacey here is the one running the distraction and we want her to come with us, we'll have to, how fast can you run? Oh, I run very fast. She well, smiles. Uh, well uh, okay then. Uh, I guess the plan here is then that myself and uh, the two gentlemen here will go circle around one way to the way, and you'll go around front and distract the mafiosas. Uh, I'll, I'll leave uh, uh, the method of the distraction up to you, and while they're looking the other way, we'll go in, and uh, Mr. Eustace here will open the way, uh, and then... Uh, you will cover you while you run to, towards us, and we'll all go through the way and close it behind us before the mafiosos can react. Uh, I see 50-50 uh, odds of this working perfectly fine. And I'll hey, take those odds. Yeah, and if it doesn't, I mean, there's more of us than there are of them, so... We can afford to lose uh, one or two of us. That's a very callous thing to say. I know. Rude. Well... I, I was thinking we could afford to lose one or two of them, since, uh, you know, we outnumber them, but uh, I won't tell you how to, how, how to treat your potato, friends. Potato, potato. Yeah. So, if you guys are going to do that, uh, I need to very quickly draw up a crude map of the zone here, out of, like, squares and stuff. Squares and stuff is probably one of my favorite electronic bands. Very, very quick zone map. Uh, this will not be visible on the podcast. Uh, it looks like an eye with, like... Uh, you, you will see it very soon. Well, they won't. No, they they won't. Uh, the rest of you will. assuming anyone's going to listen to this podcast. Look, uh, we'll put it up on the wiki, and at least one person will listen to it, because... It's fair. Yeah. I won't even listen to it. Yeah, I'm well, not listening to this after we put it up. Uh, well, n neither am I, but, you know, like... That's because we did it. Like, we lived it. Tawny suggests that at least one person will listen to it on accident. <laughs> this is also true. Hey, a quick question before we execute this plan. Yes. How is this helping us break the blockade? Okay, so... Ever... Okay, so you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that's a good question. I, I So you're all kind of planning things, and I guess I'm pushing you a little bit, but... Well, my understanding, and maybe this is not what you're planning to do, is you're trying to just get in so you can talk to the to the serpent sand people who are in there to okay. like, yeah, to, yeah that uh, was my yeah. understanding. Yeah, you're trying to make contact with them, and then you will go from there. You're kind of making it up as you go sure. along. Okay, uh, and here's the map of the zones. Uh, so you can see there's two two streets on each side, oh, and great. yeah, and then there's. The three zones in, in the alley, right? And in the middle is the way, and there are bins for cover in each of the three alley zones. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, oh. but then the rest of us are outside. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. We need, we need to tell them what she said. Okay, so Tony just asked, theoretically, could Lacey just walk in past the blockade? Would they stop a dog? Which... Uh, there's only one way to find out. You 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 understand. Golems don't have a lot of self determination, right? 
This is so correct. They're they're, they're basically to like dumb robots. Uh, some of them. Okay, yeah, hold on. If, quick, if they were told question. to stop people from getting into the district, I mean, dogs aren't people. That as far as they. Know. That's a good argument. Uh, you would have to test that in practice. I'm not going to tell you if it's going to work right now. Yeah. I also have a quick Matt question. How do yes. golems work? Okay, so golems, uh, there's a couple different types. You have, like, the, like, really advanced golems, like Gordon or the, like, Golem of Frog, who are, like, essentially thinking entities in their own right, although they have a very, like, rigid behavioral code. Um, mm-hmm. I, and then there are, like, the dumb golems, like the construction golems and the, like, golem guards and stuff uh, that basically are very simple robots that like take orders and execute them very literally in some senses they're good for like mm-hmm. dumb muscle uh essentially because they yeah. don't eat or sleep or demand a living wage or anything and how are they powered um magic is it a ghost that troy can punch is there a spirit in there there is or what is it just a spell there is a constructed there. intelligence inside of it which is a, a sp- adjacent to a spirit uh you could probably exercise it okay just for future reference whatever yes uh also okay spell. related question related question yes yes so we all have souls right um that wasn't the question that was a rhetorical part of the question okay you you you, you, you yeah we, we've not we've not established whether like soul souls exist in third law so i don't want to open that can of worms ghosts exist can but they're like echoes troy of people. might not have one can troy exercise a living person from their body no no no, 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 no. that's not exorcism that is necromancy <laughs> it can be both you no no that that's that's called murder because <laughs> you, <laughs> because <laughs> because what you're doing is you're killing the person and creating a ghost that that's how that, so that trying to somebody's soul with their body but it would not with magic, because he doesn't do that kind of magic. Yeah, as, as Tony points out, that's called murder. That's literally just murder, and you can do it with a gun. Or, with a gun. Look, I'm just throwing out options. Like, like yeah, you, you can exercise a soul from a body with a gun. That That's that's how you do when that. everything eventually goes fucking ass up, and we need to panic, Troy can probably... Turn off the golems. I will. I will note that they do time. get to rule against that to defend because, like, they're not inanimate objects or whatever. That's why I said given prep time. Yes. Um. The, they are actually definitionally not inanimate objects. They are animate. <laughs> um. Right. They are still probably objects. Though. Yes. Um. They. They're legally they are property. Um. Okay. So what are you doing? Are you going to? Um, th- th- that is an alternative as well. Uh, I'm going to give you a little bit of help here. You could also have Lacey run the distraction and then just try and like get past the golems on her own. That, I mean, and meet up the with the rest of you. Run after a random dog. Well, no, I'm I'm saying that like the, the you distract the mafiosas to like get in through the back through the ways, and then she just walks in the front door and meets up with you when you're there. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah, that's a good idea. Maybe we should do that. 
perhaps that might be a bit safer for Lacey so that she doesn't have to to run into the portal while they're shooting at us. Yeah, see, see, I, I, as soon as, because you guys were like, oh yeah, a distraction, that'll work. And I'm thinking, yes, yes, this this will go fantastic because then you'll have to like, <laughs> you'll have to find a way to get the dog in with you. And uh, I, I, I was, fully expected that to go wrong. I was looking forward to the opportunity for Eustace to sort of show his um, combat capabilities. Yeah, well, well, this is going to be a very combat light RPG, I think. Uh, up until you get to, like, the point where you accidentally piss off a god or something. I'll keep that in mind. We might get to that point soon. Yes, th- you could get to that point very soon. Eustace's existence pisses off god multiple gods troy is probably good with most gods i mean you literally have an aspect that's like uh, all gods no masters yeah 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 it's like yeah all all, all gods are chill but like i i don't like do the religion thing remember all dogs go to heaven did that movie come out yet in 1996 i don't know how old that film is i i I had it on vhs again i'll be back in a sec. Okay. It, it, 1989. Okay, so yes. That, that, wow. 89. God. Okay. John and, Bluth. Classic. Yes. Anyways, um, so if you're going to execute that plan, um, I would suggest you do it soon. I mean, I guess we wait until Chu gets back, but so you'd probably have Lacey run the distraction and then the three of you, Raven, Eustace, and Troy go through the portal and navigate to where you need to exit out into the trolley yards um which could be an interesting misadventure and then Lacey goes off on her own and sneaks past the golems um which could also go wrong because again you don't know if the golems will ignore her i'm not going to confirm or deny that until you try it Mm -hmm. Hmm. maybe we should have a back you know what Let's try to get her in the portal, and that'll be our backup. Okay, that's... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to tell you how, how to make your plan. I, I feel like I gave you too much help already. You have. Yes, I, I have. I'm I'm being nice to you, and that's going to end soon. Be- that's because, your greatest mistake. Because as the Game Master, you, I, I am your enemy. You, you are working against me, and I against you. My only purpose as a player is to make your life hell. Yes, uh, I, you're not doing enough. Understood. Yes, okay. Um, <laughs> right, uh, Tony says, let's have a backup plan for the backup plan. I think that was Lacey, actually. Oh, yeah, Lacey says that. Thank you, Ty. Okay, I'm back, sorry. Hello, okay, so uh, I don't know if you kept up with the planning sessions of our... Uh, what is the name of your team, by the way? Are like the the neighborhood watch association or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah come up with a name now. Uh, I think that that's a, a job for. It will come to. All right, Lacey says. So if I don't get in the portal, I'll just walk past the golems. They probably won't stop me because I'm a dog. But if that doesn't work, what do I do? I'm out of ideas. Hmm. Well, if that doesn't work, then uh, we go to Plan C. And plan C, just make it up as we go along. Just figure something out on the spot. 
Right, okay. Ra Raven says, that's how I make all of my plans. Worst case scenario, you're not with us in the in the trolley yard. We have to catch you up later. Yes, uh, I, I will make sure that Lacey has a, a wonderful solo adventure on her own if that does occur. Um, Matt. Yes. Can I roll something to, like, establish that Eustace is carrying an extra burner cell phone on him? That would be a declaration. Um... I don't know what you I think you would just have to spend a fate point on that and you have to justify that like why why do you have an extra cell phone on you or yeah you could you, you could buy it with resources Raven probably has a cell phone that you could <laughs> yeah I just need to borrow it yeah or alternately I mean if if more than one of us has a cell phone I can give it to you. Oh. Gosh, D Lacey, do you have a cell phone? It is 1995. Troy does not have a cell phone. Yeah. Also, like Three Portlands is probably like a couple years behind on like cell networks and stuff because like it's a city outside of space. It it uh, I don't think they get Verizon wireless. I'm not allowed to have a cell phone. She frowns. God, that's right. I forgot that the 90s were the like yeah teenagers don't don't just I have cell phones. I shoot up the last one. Okay, let me get this straight. So you're allowed to commit crimes, but you're not allowed to have a cell phone. That seems perfectly reasonable to me, as just out of character. I mean, it's not like you're allowed to commit crimes, you just do them and people can't stop you. A politician told us to do them. Okay, I will, I will point out that McClure is... He's, a, he's a, an idealist, but not a good politician. Doesn't matter. Because my mom won't let me. Lacey says yes. in this in-character conversation that the peanut gallery interrupted. Uh, sorry. Right, um, continue your in-character conversation then while I, uh, prepare for your zany misadventures. Uh-huh. That's all you to uh, says. I don't have a cell phone. Those things are expensive. They're also really large. Um, I um, like. I like. Don't even have a have a a phone. Okay. People just call me payphone outside. Yeah, payphones still exist. Okay, now Rabin has a. a Wait, Lacey can just go to a payphone and call me. Do you have a cell phone, Ty? Or Eustace? I'm pretty sure that Eustace would have a cell phone. Uh, yeah, Eustace is a tech bro. God, you're exactly. right. Exactly. You're right. Everybody's gonna be an early adopter. A tech bro ne necromancer. Wonderful. Um, sure. Okay. He does. Okay. Uh, does Lacey have any money? Um, because you the the operative word in payphone is pay. I could. I just need a quarter for that, right? Eustace must have some change, right? Um. Yeah. Tawny says, "Does Lacey have money? Good question." I will also point out that the payphones in Three Portlands accept alternative currencies such as your voice or human souls. And Tawny has just rolled a negative three for reasons. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm going to say that you have no quarters, in fact. You, you spent your last quarter on a gumball a, a couple weeks ago. Lacey is actually deeply in debt. Flies fly out. I, I will point out you could ask Raven for help here because he 
literally has a coat full of like black market paraphernalia. As I said, can Eustace just have a quarter? It's a quarter. Yeah. Pr- yes. What's your resources? What is it like? Plus three. Okay. Yeah. Fine. You've got a quarter. You you have you have like a thousand quarters. Mm-hmm. Actually, resources plus three. You don't have any quarters again because you're too well off to care about change. That's right. You only have hundred dollar bills. <laughs> That's not how it works. That's not how anything works. Uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, somebody gives Lacey a quarter, and yes, we move uh, on. Yes, yeah, so we we move on from this ridiculous com- uh, 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 tangent. I, I regret even asking. Right, you have a quarter now. You have a plan for getting into contact. Uh, you don't have a plan for how to get her past the golems if she can't just sneak past, but... She I goes guess on her that's... own adventure and we meet up afterwards. Yes, okay. That is for the future, not for the now. We're not going to make a fourth fucking backup plan. <laughs> yeah, given that you haven't even executed the fir- any plans yet successfully, I would say that you probably should just do something. Tawny says she probably is in debt, honestly, for stuff she's broken. Lacey also gets Eustace's number. Because she kind of needs that. Okay, yeah, and you get you get the number to Eustace's cell phone. Presumably, he he has service through like, whatever Asterism or whatever the PL telecommunications uh, subsidiary is. That sounds about right. Yeah, that's that's a not an unimportant detail though. Okay, so you're going to execute your plan now. Yes, no more like faffing about looking for quarters. Yes. yes. Okay. You caused we, this. Remember, I did, but I'm still that. going to blame you because that's that, that's I I'm the game master and I can do no wrong. Right. You you are going to the alley. Um. So Lacey, you're going to circle around. Uh. If we scroll up to look at the zone map, uh. The top alley. I the top street. I guess is where Lacey will approach from, and the bottom one will be where, uh, the, the rest of you go. And Raven is accompanying you on this. So I will tell you what his, like, I will give you a basic overview of his capabilities, which is that he's really good at, like, navigating and stealth and, like, stealing stuff. Not so great in a fight, and uh, he is really good at running away from things. Also, he does have a coat that is just full of anything. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. So, um, okay, so you get to the alley, and, um, the three of you who are approaching from the, uh, okay, how, how do you want to do it? Do you want Lacey to cause, to, like, do the distraction first, or do you want to, like, get as close as you can and then have her do the distraction? I think we should get as close as we can, probably. Okay, then roll your stealth, my lads. This is gonna be, uh... I mean, or you could not. not I, I I only heard one voice, so. Um, I mean, I think I think trying to. Well, so the problem is that if we get spotted, then the distraction will do anything. This is yeah, true. That's a good point. I think that we should do the distraction first, and then while they're distracted, we go and do everything. Okay. All right, sounds good. Okay. Uh, Tony, what are you going to try? I, I will note, there are, t- let's say, two 
uh, thugs kind of lurking in the middle of the alley, and uh, they're, they're wearing suits, they look a little bit out of place, but uh, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of legitimate reasons why two large men in very nice suits would just be hanging around in an alley. As Eustace and Troy were talking about this, Lacey has already started doing the distraction. Of, uh, wonderful. Back in dog mode, she runs down the street and approaches straight up to the mafioso dudes. Okay. He jumps right up onto one of their laps, trying to lick his face. Um, hold on. Okay. Uh, let me just jot down the stress boxes for them uh, in case this goes hideously wrong. Uh, or hideously I've, right. This is true. I've got um. I've got a digital sheet, but uh, since there's multiple of them, I'm not just going to make a bunch of copies of that in the drive. I'm just going to track their stress on paper. All right, um, that would be... I'm going to say that's a some kind of social maneuver or attack. Uh, let's say it's a, a maneuver, right? You're trying to put an aspect on them that they are distracted, so... We roll a social skill of some kind to like try and distract them, like uh, provoke or report something like that. Empathy. Um, empathy is more of a defense skill, if I remember correctly. It's like what you use for assessment. That's not true to life. So you're trying to anger them. Well, provoke is what you use to like draw people's attention and like taunt and stuff it's it's a bit more broad than just like making people mad but like all right Lacey is going to use provoke okay not to anger just to get their attention okay so you're trying to do a maneuver on them um that's she so... rolls and gets a four okay now there okay the defense against that would be gosh what's the what is the defense against that? Nah. Um, okay, there's a couple different skills. Um, they don't have very much in the way of any, uh, defense against anything. Um, can you use provoke to defend? Hold on a second. Give me a moment. No, you cannot use provoke for defense. Okay, so they're gonna roll at a base of zero for each of them. Alright, and they both get... Okay, the first guy gets zero, and the other guy gets minus one. So, that is an easy success. Uh, you only rolled two uh, dice, by the way. Uh, can, you can just roll two more, and we'll adjust the appropriately. But, uh... Okay, yeah, okay. It's, no, it's, that was a zero. Yeah, it's still a four. Okay, so yeah, you easily put a uh, temporary aspect on them. Uh, I'm gonna say it's called like distracted by dogs, and they they they're by dog, and they both go ah, a dog. It's uh, get it off. Okay, and so that hey, there's a dog on me. It's a lick in my face. Ah, it, 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 ah, it's dogs? good dog germs. Uh, get some listerine. Yeah, fucking, they're the mafia, the dog. Of course, they're, they're the dogs. lighthouse mafia. I didn't realize that that was. I assumed that they just took the name. Well, I, it probably well, they they actually speak in really thick Boston accents. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's horrible, and I insist that you do not try to do a voice. Hey, no way. That, that's that's actually New York. That is the opposite of Boston. Um, park <laughs> the car in Harvard Yard. What came out was not New York. It was. Ah. 
<laughs> I, was, I, was, I, was, I was about to do it like, hey, I'm walking here. And I was like, wait, no, that's not New Boston. That's like the Bronx or whatever. Brooklyn, one of them. If you do that again, I will come to your house and I will kill you with my bare hands. Uh, good luck. I will, I will break you over my knee. <laughs> like a like a piece of wood. Okay. Um. Okay. So the, the aspect on them is distracted by dog. So the the rest of you get a uh, free tag off of that if you want to try and sneak past them now. So if you're gonna Lacey, roll, you're gonna... Lacey lets them push her down off the guy. Doesn't push them too hard, but she stays really close to them and keeps trying to lick them or otherwise bother them every time they might look away from her. Yes, that's very effective. So, the, the I'm gonna give you a like a group free invoke on that. Technically, only like with tags, only the first one should be free. But since like it's a collect, you're engaging in a collective effort. I will say that you can all invoke it for free. So the three of you okay. all, if you're gonna sneak past them now, now is the time to roll stealth. Sounds good. Yes, uh, and I need to find Raven's stealth, which is. He just it. rolls a negative one. Okay. Um, uh, oh, wait. We should have added two to that. Yes, yes. You, you, just rolls a positive one. Or also, you could use it to re-roll re if you want. Um, although, I would not advise that, given that your stealth is literally zero. <laughs> Troy gets a five total. Yes. Um, Troy to is the knight. All right, and uh, Raven gets an eight because he rolls. <laughs> he his his stealth is good, and he just rolled th three pluses plus the three invoke. So he's he is like invisible. You can't e you can't even see him. Uh, you you don't know how that works, but yeah, you yeah. you could say that he has submerged. Yes. Okay. So now I roll their awareness, Hello. which um. So Eustace, you rolled at a one. This could get interesting for you. Oh, it certainly could. Yes. I'm looking at my my wizard reference right now. Yes, forty <laughs> plus two. That is um very. Oh, th that's very unfortunate for you, Eustace. Um, they what about they. Troy? Uh, Troy, Troy's fine because he Troy got a five. So Troy and oh, Raven, wow. I guess the two of you like you managed duck to like duck behind some bins. And Eustace is, like, caught right out in the open when one of them turns around, and he's like, Hey, what are you doing there? See, Eustace, the reason that he was spotted so easily is because he was still smoking. <laughs> so, like, he looks really obvious. And he's just, like, this old man in a leather jacket looking like a discount punk. <laughs> just doing this exaggerated sneaking motion absolutely terrible <laughs> okay so yeah they, they see you Eustace looks up at the mafioso says oh hey there uh um, hey you can't be back here this is uh this is uh off limits where you're, you're not you gotta go away uh is this your dog? They're they're, they're both no. they're both like very confused. They they they're not sure what's going on. That that you you are an alarming figure to them. They've seen a lot of very fucked up stuff in the mafia. That this takes the cake. Oh hell yeah. Hmm. 
Oh god, I'm thinking. Yes, okay. What what are you gonna do to these poor, poor men who were just standing around doing nothing? Also, keep in mind, Rabin and uh Troy are like still hidden, so like if you wanna get in a sneak attack or whatever, you you would be attacking from stealth. Troy is okay. uh, garbage at fighting. This, that, this is this is gonna be fun. Uh, we're actually gonna have a proper fight in the first session. I was worried that you would all just like sit around talking and do nothing for an hour, which you did, but you've also done a fight or are about to do a fight. Please, Eustace, tell me what you do. What kind of role would a hey look over there be? Um provoke? Sure, why the hell not? That that yeah, provoke. You can use that as yeah, you, you're trying to do a social attack on them, I guess. Or maybe... Yeah, the... Okay. the yeah. So Eustace is going to, to point behind them and yell, Look over there, and then he's going to dash behind one of the bins. Okay, please... Oh, okay, please please roll your provoke, and then I will roll their... Uh... Um, hmm. What will I roll against there? just be a common sense yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna roll against their awareness um since they they are aware actually no i'll roll against their security since that is a like skill for guarding things okay all right so don't worry eustace has got this he has a whole plus one to this skill yes this is gonna be fun i'm just procrastinating pressing enter on this message so hard do it coward that's a one. That is a one. They roll a two. Yeah. Now you have the opportunity to uh, actually. Can you invoke literally anything? What have you got that's I useful? Got oh, uh, their high well, concept, by the way, is lighthouse mafia thug. So like, <laughs> that doesn't tell you much. Yeah. My own. See, I was considering as an option, like trying to intimidate them, maybe like invoking something in my past and be like, hey, you've heard of me. I'm a necromancer. Yeah, no, you you literally just pointed and were like, hey, look behind you, which. Yeah, the problem was is that he did point and say, look behind you. So any attempt to intimidate them is going to be severely undercut by that strategy. Yeah, so they just kind of look at you and like, how stupid do you think we are? Okay. Uh, and they and they start reaching into their like coats, and you're pretty sure they're about to pull out some wicked looking guns. Um, okay. So now, um, roll your aware, yeah, your awareness for to determine initiative. Everyone. Um. Well, you, uh, Troy and uh, Raven can enter at any point they want since they're still stealth. All right. Okay. Um. Yeah, plus two. Um, and Tony, okay, they they're not attacking you because they don't know that you are not a, a just not a regular dog. Okay, they got a one for their initiative. So Eustace, you get to go first. God, and, this is gonna be bad. Yes. Um, what are you going to do to these men? What are you going? Please do something to them and not just point and be like, "Hey, look behind you." <laughs> Eustace raises his arm as if to Wait, point at he's he's already pointing at them, so he raises his other he arm? He pointed and then tried to run, but they noticed. Okay, so he, so he put his arm down. So he points at them again. Raised. Yes. Now this hand, this is the hand that he is wearing a certain device on that resembles, 
resembles a Nintendo Power Glove. <laughs> oh god. Fuck. Oh god. But now, what are you Eustace Let let me. What are you doing? Eustace points at one of them. Let's say the one on the left. Okay. And from his forearm emerges a sliver of bone. <laughs> Pointing out of his skin like Wolverine, lengthwise parallel to his arm, and it fires out of his flesh at a ballistic velocity. Okay, this is, I I will point out, every velocity is a ballistic velocity, unless you've got a lifting surface, so like... That, that means nothing. Oh, and it, wow! I'm Matt, and I'm a physicist. Look! Yeah, it's actually a bone plane, so it does have a lifting surface. <laughs> Fuck. So it actually fires very slowly, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, okay, so you're doing a rote spell here? This is the uh, Osteal Needler, or whatever? Yes, this is called Osteal Needler. Okay, so that that's five shifts of power, and you take two stress for that. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll willpower to target them. Because they get a chance to dodge. Or the guy on the left gets a chance to dodge. That is a five. Okay, you rolled a five. Um, this guy is going to roll his athletics, which is a two. Um, I don't see good Tawny, things in his future. Tawny, this is Eustace's only attack. Or Tawny yeah. just asked so why he... I'm using the bone boner to kill the very first <laughs> inconvenient obstacle. Her words, not mine. Yes, okay, so... Uh, Ty, um, you take two stress, so you can tick off the two stress box for physical stress on your sheet. Um, uh, no, you, you just the two. The, the one, you don't tick off two boxes, so the two oh, box okay, is I worth two stress, the three box is worth three, the four box is worth four. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, okay. And the stress box is clear at the end of the scene. So, he, uh, rolled a one on his attempt to dodge. Um, you kind of caught him flat-footed, um... Watching you, like, eject a piece of your forearm and shoot it at him has... He, he doesn't know what to do. He's just kind of caught stupefied. So that's four shifts on your attack, plus five from uh, it being, a, you know, a weapon five spell. So that's uh, nine damage going in, but uh, he has... Uh, let's see, he's got armor two against physical attacks. So that is going to be seven stress inflicted on our first guy so he's going to take good god uh he takes a moderate consequence and four uh three physical stress um you can still run yeah he's um so his moderate consequence is that he has like god um what what where did you like shoot him where did you like shoot at him like his shoulder his like groin where did you shoot please don't say groin. (laughs) okay at his shoulder okay so he's like his shoulder has been wrenched from its socket so that that's his aspect shoulder wrenched from socket wait why am i cringing at that at that bad thing happening to a body when i just I just ejected a piece of bone. Took a sliver of my own forearm bone. Yeah, so he um he just like fucking runs. He's he's out. Like he's he's done. He 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 wants nothing to do with this. So you've you've dealt with him. Uh he he he's fleeing. Like you don't have to kill him. Uh most most minor goons will flee after taking a moderate consequence and you you did him in real bad. 
Um, so you don't actually get to use that aspect that you inflicted on him, but just just so you know, like if he, in a longer fight, I that, understand. Yeah, okay. So the other guy looks at you and he's like, "What the fuck did you just do to Tony?" And he um, <laughs> of, co- of course he's named Tony. Um, so he um pulls out his gun and he shoots at you. Um, Can I respond to what he said though? Sure, talking to free action. I did something that I can do more than one time. Well, he is already shooting at you, so he um, rolls 4DF plus 4. Um, that's a 4. Um, and I'm going to invoke an aspect for him because his weapon has a minus 1 penalty to shoot. So that ends up with him at... Uh, that's a f- five uh, shift attack. Uh, you can roll athletics to dodge, or you can try. Actually, you can't throw up a block because you used your spell attack this round. So, mm. so he uses one of the five fate points that are in the enemy pool. So there are four left for them. Um, you do not get a point for that because he was invoking his own aspect. Uh, that can aspect was packing. Throw up a block. Um, I guess, uh, if you want to try that, um, but what, what, how would you be doing that? Uh, you are not, like, a super specked out spellcaster for really anything. Shove a bit in the way. Um, I guess that's a maneuver, um, you do- Also, I should- I should add, Lacey yelps, completely surprised by this horrifying bone thing Eustace just did. Yeah, we're all horrified, in and out of character. That's awful. So if you wanted to do that, Chu, um, I'd have you roll strength to like establish a maneuver. Like you're pushing the the bin into the way, and then the bin would have like it would. It's like a, a it's one of those like aluminum bins or whatever. So it would have like too stress on it or whatever so it would reduce oh, the incoming we're hit thinking, I, are we talking like like small garbage i was thinking more like larger closer to dumpster size they, they, they are but they're like they're like medium sized large okay. enough to hide behind but like small enough that you could yeah. conceivably push them but also like they're thin and like it, the dude just pulled out a plasma projector so it would probably just eat right through it um and wait he pulled out a plasma projector yes i i think i mentioned that you didn't specify you did not think okay i i said i said he 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 invokes his as aspect packing hot plasma for his uh gun which is a plasma projector what aspect yeah okay i think i think i said it but you didn't hear it um no, you you just said you were invoking an aspect. You never said. The okay, name well, aspect. okay, yes. So he he makes a f- a, f- a uh, superb shoot attack with his plasma projector. Um, the reason it's superb and not fantastic is because the gun he's using has a minus one aiming penalty. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, All right. So yeah. So Troy's gonna gonna try to shove a bin in the way. I guess to give um give you, Eustace an aspect he could tag for his defense yeah whatever. yes the, yeah we, we're working uh, out how how it all goes um so i'm just gonna check what the like average weight of a bin is really quickly um oh right it, i already have it loaded up um i'm gonna say that's a difficulty of th- three um since that's okay, what that's I'm what it suggests gonna, for like uh, large furniture make this roll Yes, and you're... 
like it, it's about the weight of like a, you've rolled a zero. No, I have a I have a strength of zero. I haven't rolled yet. Okay. You might get a crit, but it's better than nothing. No, that's a two. I got a two. Um, I I turns out it's equivalent to nothing. Um, so that's. Um, I'll let you succeed at a, a reduced level. So maybe you like push it, it, and it like is a distracting thing, but it doesn't it doesn't block the shot. So that that's a aspect on the scene now, like distracting bin or something. And so oh yeah, that's I was I was literally the whole time going for. Okay, so one of you can spend a fate point to like compel that against the other against the other guy to like throw off his aim a little bit. No, because it was just created. Oh, that's right. Yes. Okay. So yeah, you can tag that. So that brings his shoot. That brings his shoot down to three. Eustace can tag it for his dodge. I thought is how it was. Yeah, I'll 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 let you do that. You can tag it or you can compel it. Whatever. Yeah. Um. So. Yes, so he's making a shoot attack at five, and you need to roll athletics to dodge. All right. And this is a plasma weapon, so if it hits you, it's yes. going to hurt. Now, Eustace, being a spry young man of 116 <laughs> years old, <laughs> rolls... he has a plus zero to athletics. Uh, this is going to be fun. And rolls a zero. Okay, now, now, yeah. So invoking that, that gives you a plus two, which helps because that's now that's just that's a difference of three instead of oh, five. I have a question. Yes. Does a plasma bolt count as a magical attack? Uh no. That is an energy weapon. That's not magical. It's science. Um, science. And it's a it's it's a weapon four. So in addition to the three shifts of difference. There, it also does four additional. So that's a seven stress attack, um, just like the one you did on his friend. Uh, it goes around, comes around. It's it's perfect symmetry. So can I take a three and a four stress box? Um, you can take off one stress box, but you can't. You have to deal with the other stress somehow. So you could take a consequence, okay. and then take off a three if you want. Hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess that's my only option. Yes. So, uh, you take a moderate physical consequence, uh, and what does he do? Uh, I'm gonna say severe plasma burns, uh, just in general. So that's, that's something that can be invoked against you, um, to like, maybe if you, maybe if you're like trying to do some kind of, uh, dodge or something, you like... you're, le- <laughs> you're even worse at dodging now. Okay, so Great. yeah. Okay, so now the rich get richer. Yeah. So Troy took their action, uh, and Rabin can do something. Lacey can also still do something if he, she wants. Tawny says Lacey's going to jump up on this guy again and go into human mode. Oh God, are you grappling him, please? God, oh, is it? The grapple rules are not that complicated. No, but they're... She's just going also, to get Eustace an opportunity. Oh, you guys haven't even opened the way yet. Like, you you, you botched this yeah, at the first opportunity. <laughs> but uh, Lacey is going to provoke again. Okay, that's a social attack, I guess. You can 
yeah, intimidate him into leaving. So roll your provoke, and he'll roll against a defensive zero since he doesn't really have anything to defend against social attacks. Tawny says, Lacey isn't picky. She just wants this guy to not shoot anybody for the next five seconds. Okay, so you make a provoke. So we'll use your rule of three. Oh, okay, tag an aspect. What aspect are you invoking here? And by the way, that that's not a tag. That's actually an invoke, so that would cost a fate point. But you've got um, three, so you, you have some to spare. I haven't compelled any of your aspects yet, which uh, I feel like I should be doing. Okay, yeah, you you want to compel? So Tony says, I guess her high concept here, uh, Labrador experiment, uh, which works. Uh, I mean, it's definitely applicable. Um, so that you already rolled for that, so that's a five provoke attack, and he has nothing to defend against that with. These guys were not really meant for uh, social combat. Um, He rolls a minus one, so that's a six stress social attack, and he cannot deal with that. So he just kind of uh, that o that overflows his social stress track, so he can't do anything with that. Um, or actually, no, he can hey, take a hey, he can she says. he can take a moderate consequence. He can take a moderate consequence and uh, two and uh, two social stress, but moderate consequences typically make npcs cash out so he's he's done too he's like this is getting too weird for me i'm out i'm, I, I'm out they didn't they did not pay me enough to deal with fucking bone wizards and and and, and, and dog teenagers and whatever the hell that ghost bin is and he just kind of like nopes the fuck out he's he's done hey hey she says right into his face pushing him up against a bin this is really important. Do you have a quarter? I need a quarter for later. I I, I don't got no fucking quarters. Leave, leave me alone, dog lady. I, I got nothing for you. And he just, he's out. He's gone. He has left the alley. You are alone. You, you have, congratulations. You have defeated the two basic goons that were guarding the, the, with the way. Troy, uh, Trist ends up from behind his bin. Um... Good job, team. Eustace brushes off his severe plasma burns, <laughs> looks looks at Lacey, is like, good girl. Wait, is that weird? Is it weird for me to say that? Lacey shrugs. My mom says it a lot, but I think it's kind of weird, maybe. Okay. Eustace uh, nods. Okay, Raven is looking at the three of you with a very perturbed expression, um, but he, he doesn't say anything. He just kind of just shakes his head. Um, a lot of this was very worrying for many different reasons. Yes. So he he, he says, uh, uh, well, I guess that's, that's one way to sneak past them. Um, we should hurry up before he uh, comes back with some friends. Uh, so yeah, yeah. so he, he... Why don't uh, you guys get this way open while I, uh, I'll supervise? Yes. Okay. So, Ty, this would be... Honestly, it's such a simple spell, and since there's no time pressure now, since they've left, uh, I'm not gonna even make you roll for it, because... Alright. Yeah. It, so what Eustace does is he kind of... He he's sets up... He, he, I don't know, draws a sigil on the wall in chalk. Um, and he reaches into his right pocket and retrieves a pinky mouse. A, a pinky? What, what the hell is a pinky mouse? 
A pinky mouse is a small pre-killed mouse that is fed to snakes. Okay, okay. See, uh, the reason I was uh, concerned there was I thought you were about to say he reaches into his right arm. (laughs) 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 Because you've already established he's a horrible flesh wizard. Okay, he takes out a pinky mouse. What does he do with the dead mouse? The dead mouse is going to be a component in this ritual. All right. Well... He has a whole bunch of them just in his pocket. Okay, just what 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 are you doing as the ritual? Just give us a very brief overview because we're not rolling or anything here. We just need the flavor. Eustace, I imagine, is going to crack this mouse open like an egg <laughs> and use the mouse yolk. Oh. <laughs> To divine the essence in the area. You asked for this. You asked for flavor. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Oh, God. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll assume he, like, you you do horrible things to the dead mouse, and it the fabric of the universe recoils in horror, and the way opens. Congratulations. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, you're through. You're in the... You're in... The, the City of Doors, which um, some of you might recall from the Randall uh, Expedition tale. It, it, it is the, like, weird, fucked-up city that it has, like, mishmash architecture, and none of the doors work properly. Like, you try to open them, and they just, like, don't work. Um, it, 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 like, does a frame skip and, like, closes again. Right. It's, it's real fucked up. But you're in the City of Doors, and Rabin uh, looks around a bit. He's like, oh, good, this is a... Uh, this is perfect. This place is... Nobody's ever here. We won't have any trouble. And he leads you uh, through a pretty simple path. Um, uh, any ghosts see- in here? Hmm? Oh. Any ghosts in here? Uh, yes, you do see some ghosts. Do, do you wish to speak to them? Are they like... What do they look like? Give me like a, like a general sort of vibe. Um, The mishmash of ghosts, they mostly look like they're from the like... 30s and 40s some of them are wearing like like military uniforms from that era a couple others are wearing like you know just like oh dang these are probably uh battle of portland's ghosts so. uh that that was not what i i had in mind but sure if that's troy's assumption oh. troy assumes that these are like people who died during the battle of portland's he's you know there's okay. a few of them hanging out by the war memorial he's seen them before okay Sure, okay, so you don't try to talk to them or anything? Nah. Okay. He uh, stopped to talk with every ghost he saw, he would never get done. Wow, I can't imagine what that would be like. Okay, so Raven leads you through the City of Doors to another po- point, and he says, okay, this way here, uh, I know you can't see it right now, but uh, trust me, there's a way here. We open this, and it should take us out into the streetcar shed in the trolley yards. Uh... We'll be undercover there, so if anybody is, like, looking to get us for something, um, you know, if the golems are like, hey, you, you can't come in, they won't see us. We'll be, we'll be good. Used to size and retrieves another mouse. God, okay, skipping this scene, you are in the trolley yards now, and, um, do, do we want to break here for the night? or do do that with a mouse spleen before. Hmm? Never seen anyone do that with a mouse spleen before. <laughs> uh, 
it's Eustace's maestro with mouse organs. I hate you. <laughs> well, why am you I friends with you? Yourself. You okay. also brought that on yourself. This is true. Okay. Um, do we want to keep going for a bit? Lucy uh, is eyeing Eustace's mice pocket. She might be slightly hungry. Eustace makes a mental note to get some dog treats. Yeah, don't feed the dog dead mice that you have done horrible black magic to. I, I, that's... Well, if I were feeding them, if I was feeding her one of them, it would be one that I had not yet done horrible black magic to. I don't believe like, you. That's just basic sanitation. I, I do not believe you. Um, Eustace likes dogs. I'm, uh, regarding the, the question on the table, I'm getting a little worn out. Um, yeah. yeah. Given we've, the pace we've been going at. Yes, we're... It should pick up faster because now we've got, like, kind of... We know what we're doing a bit, and I have, uh... I will try and streamline my GMing next next time, but we've been going for about two and a half hours, which is fine. Uh, we had a, right. a, we had some combat. We talked to a lot of people. Next week, I will actually have character voice. Or do we want to do next week, or we want to do two weeks from now? I'm good for next week or two weeks from now. Okay, yeah. I, I, will, I will try for next week since I've got everything prepped already. I will have proper zone maps drawn up, so we won't have to. I mean, they'll still be drawn in MS Paint, but like, I I will have them prepared ahead of time. And so, uh, what's our podcast outro? Um, and that's been the port. <laughs> no, uh, the the name of the campaign is Three Ports in a Storm, but I don't know what. Which I I also don't think that you introduced it as that. I did not. No, we this, this is an Honest? unnamed podcast. Is I have a question. Are yes. you going to cut this part out? No, 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 no. We're st we're still live. Do you want Do you want me to be honest with you then? Yes, please. Please. That intro sounded like you had a gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's where we will cut it you off for this week. Re-record that. Nope, nope. We're we're gonna leave it all in single take. I will be editing out some of the long pauses, but that is it for this week. We will be back for another session next week. We'll probably not be releasing this. Until after that, so not really material to the rest of you. Goodbye. <laughs> and with Chewbacca's sort of cackling laugh, that's the end of the show. Oh, he said something funny. Oh. Link <laughs> is there with you, pointing a plasma projector at your cats. Uh, uh, the cats are not here with me right now. Goodbye. Reports in a Storm is based upon the collective works of the SCP Foundation Wiki, which are licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike License, version 3.0. The audio of this podcast, with the exception of the intro and outro music, is made available under the same license. The music used for the intro and outro is All-Star, Jazz Reharmonization, by First Race Music, used with permission. 
You can support them on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash firstroycemusic. That's first, R-O-Y-C-E, music. All characters and locations described are fictional or used fictitiously, and the resemblance to real persons, living, dead, or undead, are coincidental or done for the sake of verisimilitude and without malice. Except for that one guy. We hate that guy.